0: Building Society Arena. It finished unbelievably, or perhaps not unbelievably, Coventry City 3, Bristol City 2. I've got a trio of people joining me this evening. uh, Mark, Ian and uh, Les. We'll do the usual. Uh, Good to see 50 people in the studio already. I think it's a record for a start of a a broadcast. I'll come to you first, Les. Um, Sum up the game in 30 seconds.
1: Uh... Typical Bristol City. I've had enough. I'm not spending no more money watching this shit. Uh, We're only going to be saved by the fact there's one team that's been deducted points and another team that's about about to be deducted points. I ain't enjoying none of it. Didn't enjoy any of what I watched today. Getting overrun by a team with 10 men who on paper aren't as good as the players we've got. Uh, Players look lost. There's no leadership. There's no strategy. There's no quality. I've had enough
0: so a bit of a bad day then, yeah. Okay, Mark, um, your thoughts in thirty seconds on the game as a whole.
2: In a first half where Coventry dominated and, and overran City, they were given City were given a lifeline—a sending off and a penalty uh, took us one 0 ahead, and it could have been two nil, uh, but more kept more kept uh, Martin out. Then City completely lost their heads in the second half when they needed to play the game rather than the occasion and completely fell to pieces in the end and lost 3-2. Couldn't pass water. Can't defend. Same old, same old. I feel sick.
0: Yeah. Ian, similar? Your thoughts?
3: Yeah, I mean, Les needs to speak his mind and get off the fence. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I think, apparently. Um I think, well, what, what can you say? Uh, it was the same mistakes as we've been making all season. And what I want to put out is the diagonal switch that sides do whenever they're in trouble. Just kick it iron wide to a a winger or a wing-back that will be, I guarantee, in at least 10 metres of space. So I think tactically, we're inept. Defensively, we're poor. Uh, In terms of our midfield, that's weak and non-existent. We're... uh, Backinson's OK when he's got the ball. When he hasn't got the ball, he's not very OK. I thought Musengo was dreadful today. Uh, it's all very well doing two or three good things and running about a lot. But if at the same time you're doing half a dozen bad things, uh, that doesn't work. And although we had eight players on paper, we had eight players injured today, um, only two or three of them, two definitely, three arguably, are Regular first teamers. So yeah. that's not the answer. And I'll, I'll come on to what I think the answer is later in the podcast.
0: All right. Let's do that. Okay. Um, let's look at the lineup. Uh, I'll come back to you uh, first, Mark, on uh, that. I think I'm right in saying it was out went De Silva, Atkinson, and Naki Wells. In came Scott O'Dowder and Pring. Is that how it was? And then it lined up in a. Well, what was the lineup, Mark? How did you see it? A
2: 4 4 1 1 with, uh, with Alex Scott behind Chris Martin. Which look quite decent if you want to play the ball on the floor, but not if you just want to whack it up to Chris Martin, which we did for 35 minutes in the first half. And we defended, we defended pretty well. Um, you know, most of, most of the, the the best chances were were from uh, from when I think Michael Rose got a header on goal, and and we shackled your uh, and the other and the other forwards uh, got in quite quite well.
1: Yeah. But
2: um I mean,
0: so you were happy with it? Just, Mark, you were happy with the start? Yeah. Lineup but, yeah, Golden. but yeah,
2: the starting lineup was okay. If you if but we just can't keep keep the ball. It's just yeah. Yeah.
0: It's just, interesting you, you say it's a four four one four four one one, which is what yes. I've been advocating. And that back four. I mean, I, I don't know if Atkinson was uh, injured or not, but uh, I think Ian, I'll come back to you and then I'll come to Lair's. But Ian, you said quite rightly and it was shown up for the, the goal. We're going to the detail of the game, but it was shown up for the goal, the equaliser goal from the penalty spot just after half-time. That Kalash was playing uh, on the right side with Viner on the left, which beggars belief really, isn't it? What did you think of the starting lineup, And was that right that Kalash was playing right and Viner left, which he never plays?
3: There isn't uh, There isn't much else you can do because of the players that are missing, um, mainly James Baker and Atkinson, so that's three of the three of your three of our best players that were just unavailable. Um, and I'm not saying they're brilliant, but uh, they're a lot better than the ones that were out there. Uh, playing Viner on the left of a back four, uh, left centre back, is absolutely ridiculous. And God knows what Fleming decided to do that or whether they they might have worked out between them. Uh, I'll give Tanner two out of 10 for his performance because I think he started bad and got worse. And the shape was okay if the players were strong enough to play championship football.
0: Well, and that's too many strong alarms. yeah well and that's strong. physically and um, whether that's physically or mentally or actually I think it's both let's when you saw the lineup and uh it was uh, once again Chris Martin who okay he scored a pen and uh he, he made one for Viman so that justifies his inclusion but uh, do you think it was harsh on Naki Wells being left out of that starting lineup
1: oh do I don't think either Fleming or uh, Pearson have a clue. In terms of what their best team is and who the best players are, or what the best structure is. So it was just another, as far as I was concerned, a Tom moment where he picked the balls out of the thing and then whatever came out, came out. So was I surprised? I got no idea what team's going to come out every week. Injuries are one thing, but at the end of the day, however long Pearson's been there for, he still hasn't got a clue what his best lineup is or what the best system is.
0: No, I, I'm inclined to uh, agree with that. Well, the first half was a bit of a non-event. I mean, it was typical City with long balls forward to uh, Weimann. But Tom, uh, well, literally on the stroke of half-time, Matson fouled O'Dowder, off with a red penalty converted by uh, Chris Martin, 1-0. It was nearly 2-0 when uh, Weimann set up Martin. Uh, Ian, your uh, thoughts on the... the- Opening 35, but then a lifeline, the opposition down to 10 men, got a penalty. If that second one had gone in, maybe it would have been game over, although with City, probably not. But uh, your thoughts on the first goal and the opening uh, exchanges?
3: Well, the opening exchanges, Coventry were far better than us. Their movement was better. They were stronger in the tackle. Um, Their passing was better and their shape was better. Uh, They had a game plan and whenever they had a problem, all they had to do was ping the long diagonal, to a wide player in 10 metres of space. So it, it's quite a simple game plan against us. Uh, they they kept getting the defence turned around. Simple little passes over the top, nothing world-class. Uh, Bentley had to make two decent saves uh, and uh, up until the penalty, their keeper um, didn't have anything more than something, I think, might have been Backinson shot, but I mean, he could have thrown his cap on that. So, uh, until yeah we got that and had we got the second one when Viman closed uh, McFadzie and I think it was down the ball got kicked against him so he, it wasn't lack of control but he, he, fair play he called it up pulled it back and their keeper made a good close range save from um, Chris Martin. so it yeah. could have been two did we deserve to go in a goal up? Absolutely not Probably
0: not. And how many times have we said that? Well, and and to to,
3: add, in that period, Alex got, I'll tell you now, was lucky to stay on the field because that yellow he got, he was late, he caught the kid halfway up his shin with his studs. So I don't know if someone sat him down and said, look, son, you need to get stuck in. Well, he certainly did. And I'll tell you what, if there's VAR at that game, he was gone. Yeah. Absolutely gone. Yeah.
0: Les, the start of the second half, City came out and, as I alluded to earlier, Viner was playing on the left. Um, He allowed the player to to dive. Was it a soft penalty? Was it unnecessary? Was it harsh? Converted by Godden for the first of his brace. 1-1. What do you think of that penalty
1: decision? Well, look, the the bloke dived. There ain't no doubt about that. Uh, But the problem is Viner's given the referee an opportunity Opportunity to make a decision by putting two arms around him. Now, he's hardly touched him, but if you're going to do that, there's no purpose to it. There's no point in putting your arms around him. You ain't going to stop him unless you're going to haul him down. So, what? Look, it's just stupid, stupid defending. Uh, the blokes made a real me- meal of it, but you know, Zach Viner, who, according to some people on that forum, was a savior two years ago. Well, he ain't a savior anymore now. But he shouldn't be anywhere near this side, and he shouldn't have been near this side for. He should have been like Taylor Moore bombed out when we Whoa. all realised he was a League One player. But a yeah. stupid defender from someone who shouldn't be anywhere near the side.
3: Well, and I if mean, you I, I, build, If those... you look at the build-up to it, Dave, the build-up was Viner getting dragged out wide to the left and yeah. the guy ran past him. That was the build-up. Now, once he's got half a yard, a yard ahead of him, he's running. He's running into the box. Viner cannot, cannot get that close. He's somehow got to try and get alongside him or hope that a covering defender comes across. But the problem started in the midfield where we'd lost the ball, continually lost the ball in midfield and up front. And the ball uh, came uh, out wide and the guys made a, a, a smart turn because Viner's got too close and he's got on the wrong side of him. So he's, he's got shrugged off there and he's trying to run back and gives away a penalty. Dumb, 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 dumb.
0: Yeah. No madness, madness. What did you think of the pen, Mark? Do you think it was uh, avoidable or bad positional play? I don't know where uh, the Pring was for that because it was that left side and Viner was over there. I mean, you know, doesn't look good from a shape perspective, does it?
2: Well, no, and it was basically right down this, 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 the uh, the right channel, right along the line. Uh, all you have to do was try and try and put the put the ball out, but the ball's gone past him, and then he's. Then Gior is away. He puts his hands on his back and as soon as he feels pressure, he goes down. I mean, Dan Bentley, he got a hand to it from God and he, it was just too powerful. He pushed it into the net, which, you know, it went the right way, but it was too powerful for him. Yeah. But, yeah, stupid from Bayern. I think Ian
0: but, said he a bit chocolate hands sometimes, Dan Bentley, but when it's a penalty. Yeah, it's when, a it, when harsh, it's a penalty. That?
2: But we, need, we just needed to come out in the second half and just needed some cool heads. Coventry are behind. They're down to ten men. Just put your foot on the ball. Play. Make the pitch big. Play the ball side to side. Yeah. And I mean the whole. We'll see as this game unfolds. It didn't matter whether Coventry played with eleven men or ten men. The result, the result was the same. They just completely dominated yeah. possession. We, it's crazy. We,
0: yeah. I mean, it was one-one, and then we had a reasonable little spell because um, McFadden Viman uh, drew a uh, yellow card from him. Um, is that, that's not the guy who used to play for Crawley, is it? The centre half, or is it? Yeah, a bloke? It yeah. is. God, he's been. He's. he's yeah, it's the crazy.
2: guy we tried. We tried to sign but, him. I think under right that's all six in years the, ago.
0: There we go. Yeah, right, he had, had a blood. He had ago. a
2: blood disorder. That,
3: uh, when absolutely. he was, I think, when he was anyway, at MK Dons, he had, to, uh, concede, he had yeah. to
0: concede a free kick, and Scott stepped up, curled it wide. It was never going to threaten the goal. Too heavy.
3: Him. Too <laughs>
0: heavy. But you know that was a chance, and then. A decent bit of play by us. A forward ball, well, in fact, a shot by Backington, saved by Simon Moore, a goalkeeper we had on loan years ago. Um, Martin got it, intelligent, simply ball inside to Weiman, his seventh goal of the season. 2-1. Les, did you have a little glimmer of hope when that uh, goal went in to restore the lead and say, right, you know, we've given it away once, but we have got 10 men and we've only got to defend for another 20 minutes. What were your thoughts on the goal?
1: What did I have a glimmer of hope? Is that a serious question? Yeah, is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, it is uh, a serious question, Les. Look, <laughs> so, no, oh, oh, did you
0: think we're gonna let? Did you think actually we're gonna raise our fans' expectations only to dash them like Bristol City have been doing for me and probably you and, and Mark for the last 50 bloody years, you know? But you know, did you, you think we've gone 2 1 up?
1: <laughs> I thought I don't, I've got absolutely no confidence in this side at all, so I just thought what will be we'll, <laughs> will be. We're going to make a mess of it somewhere down the line. You know, I have got no faith in this team at all. So no, I wasn't getting my hopes up. Oh. Um, I did think when it got to two all with five ten minutes left that it will peter out, um, but we couldn't even do that.
0: <clears throat> we couldn't even do that, Ian. That was a it was a well worked goal, but Bakinson has got a shot on him, yeah, and the keeper sort of spooned it out. It, it was it was decent, wasn't it? Yeah, 67 minutes, yeah?
3: Yeah, it was deflected. That's, uh, that's why the keeper uh, struggled with it, because the angle changed slightly. And, and Backington, yeah, you're right. I mean, he scored uh, the goal at Sheffield Wednesday last season, the goal at Wickham. The, the kid can shoot when, when, he's, when he gets it right, um, which is something none of our other midfielders can. So that's helpful. Unfortunately, he can't defend and he can't tackle. Which is less helpful when you're playing in central midfield. Um, So, my, I think the only, well, the only real positive I think out of today was the following support. And to have that level of support, um, but before we went live, I was saying, just to have that level of support for a side that's 18th, 19th in the championship, playing badly and losing. Is, is nothing short of phenomenal. So, well, well done to phenomenal. every man. We'll, well
0: done to everybody, Try but the, I think yeah. it'll be a lot less than that at the next away game on Sunday the 28th of this month in Bramall Lane with a 12.30 kick-off, of course. But there we go. Well, you've um, got
3: Fulham. I mean, if you look at, uh, uh, on, the, on the Nigel Pearson situation, I'd also like to say I wish him, I hope he gets back into rude health and I wish him well. I, do I think he should remain his manager? No. I'm sorry, I've, I've gone into that. Well, let's come
0: on. Let's come on to that That's the detail. That's what we're going to spend quite a bit of time talking uh, about that. Let's finish off with the game. Mark, I mean, the equalising goal, a corner. Callas, I think Ian said earlier, or he said it on Radio Bristol. Hey, Callas is headed clearance to the edge of the box. Fell nicely. Uh, nobody really challenged O'Hare. Nipped in 2-2. Soft goal. Could have been avoided. Yeah, people. Not Somebody, somebody's handle.
2: got somebody's got to close him down. I mean, the header was—you you don't really want to head head the ball down the centre. That's the worst place. Head it out. Head it. You know, you want to want to head it out to the sides, but nobody was closing down to to block the ball. And he had the he had the freedom of the area from right from from from. Uh, from right to left, and he, he put it in really well. And Canamo air today was superb, and commentary was, was superb. Even when they went down to 10 men, they had total belief that they were going to get a result today. Passing, uh, well, they move were pushing into forward. Space. Move.
0: And yeah, somebody said, That's earlier, all they did. One, of, one of One of you guys said earlier, player for player, right? On paper, we've got a better squad than uh, them. Well, I'm not going to do that individually, but you know, you'd think. Uh, you, the, the, we would have I mean again as the game go, grew to its close I've got on here 88 minutes Masengo Ian thought he was crap today and I'm not going to disagree with him on that but Masengo lost the ball and created a three on two in Coventry's favour before Walker I think it was Walker dragged it wide and then there was another scramble when Darbo was allowed to dilly-dally on the edge of the box and the ball eventually got scrambled uh, clear. Um, Ian, when the what proved to be the decisive goal came in the second minute of injury time, O'Dowda. I know I'm not his greatest fan and he showed some good touches early on, but never enough. He lost his man, which was uh, Liam Kelly who used to play for us, and he just slid it through for uh, Godden. Inevitable, and again, shit defending, wasn't it, Ian?
3: Yeah, it was terrible defending um... But it all starts from the same place, which is a lack of our ability to keep the ball. And we yeah. can't retain it in, in any – the only way we retain it is passing it backwards and sideways. And we're not even that good at that. Uh, so our movement is dreadful. Uh, our, our passing, the weight of the passes, so technical things like waiting a pass – it's dreadful. The number of times we had a player that could have ran into space and we couldn't put a little dink over the top or we couldn't slide it through. Uh, awful. And um, man for man, I think our squad is a lot more expensive than theirs. Yeah, uh, I don't well, think... We've played, I don't uh, think we've, it, for, we've paid a lot for
0: crap, as somebody put on here. This uh, team I is... Don't, Williams wasted on this bunch. Shameful management. Mark Small has said that.
3: But don't... But yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. We've, we've paid an awful lot of money for some quite poor players and yeah. it will never get back. No. And um, I, I just, but I think, could we be better? Could Pearson do better with what he's got? And the answer to that is yes, he could. Yeah,
0: I, so, I, I agree. Uh, well, again, I, let's I, come I'm on saying... to that because we don't want this to be a Nigel Pearson bashing thing, but the natives are restless. If you look at uh, Oatib, the seasoning. Les, I'm not going to... I'm, I'm assuming, we, were we still watching when that third goal went in or had you uh, gone off and made yourself a cup of tea expecting to see a different score? Uh, a large whiskey, I'd have thought. Yeah. <laughs> were well, we, you we, we, we still there in the 92nd minute or had uh, you... Uh, oh,
1: don't be
2: silly. Come on.
0: <laughs> come on. What about you, no. Mark? Uh, what about you, Mark? When the goal when that goal went in, did you think, oh, because it, it was coming, wasn't it? After the Masenga well, lost just, the possession, mean, yeah, and yeah. Then this? I mean, it's just uh,
2: uh, Martin. Uh, see Martin in the Martin in the frame. He, he's you know, there's there plenty of players in the area, but but um, Liam Kelly is just waiting and waiting because he knows that uh, Godham's going to make that run but no and he just he just pokes it with the outside of his foot and there he is he, he, and it's well put away as well because he has to hit it across across the keeper on the run but it had, had a, a, it had inevitability written all over it because I was chatting to Ian at half time said you know we're at Bristol City we can mess this up and by god did we mess this up when it called for cool heads and game management just somebody to, was... to put
0: their foot on the ball. Somebody yeah, was no ex- the there ball. were
2: no leaders on the pitch. There was no, no experienced heads when we, when we needed them. You know, the two most experienced players there are probably, you know, one we've got one cast in defence, Feynman and, uh, and Martin up front, but really no leadership at but all. They
0: don't they don't lead. They don't lead. I mean, look, this is how it is now. You yeah, know, we've lost five in six, six in eight, right? We've been to the Midlands three times in about three weeks and we've conceded nine and only scored two. You know, this is, we are in a very bad state. And if you look at the next three games coming up after the international break, two home against uh, Blackburn Stoke and then Sheffield United away, you know, the way we're playing at the moment, it could be nil point or maybe we might be lucky to get a draw. So I want to read a couple of notes that have come
2: out here. Can I just say one thing uh, before we go forward? If anybody's thinking Chris Wilder, it looks like he's back to be appointed in the coming days as the new Middlesbrough manager after they parted company with Mr uh, Mr. Warnock. Mr Warnock.
0: Well, and there's an interesting thing there because Steve Gibson, for many years, 20 years, he's always been seen as a forward-looking chairman. Now you might say, well, is he really? When he signed Warnock and he's had some rubbish, but he's probably been in the premiership twice in the same period of 20 years that Steve Lansdowne not appeared once, right? But there we go. Just read out a few notes here. Uh, Frank Clark says, this is a team totally bereft of confidence, lacking leadership, unable to adapt to uh, situations. I said earlier, Mark Small said millions wasted on this bench. Uh, Red Bread, he's uh, trying to tell us where we might go for an evening's entertainment in uh, Coventry. Thank you for that. Steve says, time for Lansdowne to sell. That ain't going to happen. Although Keeper's Ball said, agree Steve, trouble is, what about the stadium? Lansdowne is never going to sell, never going to bring investment in. The only chance City have got in that respect, I think, is if they franchise it off and let them play at the ground, which is something we said towards the end of last season. Mark Small has also said, Tack Pearson now lands down culpable for letting the team get into this state, letting the club get into this state. Um, and uh, Steve said, Fleming called our centre forward Chris Wright post-match. Well, that says it all, doesn't it, really? In fact, there's a little conversation going on between Steve and Mark Small. Mark Small quite rightly pointing out that we're conceding 14 shots per game. Well, today it was 17 and it's been north of, uh, north of 20 a few times. But... Um, you know, it's uh, losing – and it's, if you like, the second half, we lost 3-1 to 10 men. That's one way of uh, looking at it. Uh, Taunton Red said, I don't think asking Landown to sell is a practical option. Steve has put decent money in. Yeah, he's put decent money. He's built the infrastructure, but he's spunked so much away on uh, indulging uh, two generations of Johnson and uh, and the uh, infamous Mark Ashton. We're based in the southwest of the UK, so we are not a majorly attractive club for New <laughs> Recruits, no matter how good our infrastructure is. Complete bollocks. If you're a footballer, you can be out of Ashton Gate half past five on a Saturday after a home game and enjoying yourself in the West End in London or wherever you want to go before eight o'clock. So I don't buy into that whatsoever. Newcastle's a far worse place to go to. We have average players and we don't have any decent talent as we have done in the past. We've realistically lowered our expectations, as Taunton Red said, just his uh, opinion. And then Ian said, I expect us, that's you Ian, <laughs> our expectations, I expect us to get relegated that low. There we go. All right, look, guys. Um, what's... Six defeats in eight, as I said. There's, you know, we said this a month ago, yeah, before the previous international break, yeah? right. Well, what, you're Mr. Lansdowne now, because the butt stops at him. Les, what do we do in this international break? Now we've got two weeks, yeah, get some people back yep. to finish. Well, what do you do? The transfer window is eight weeks away. What do you do now to arrest the slide?
1: Oh, what do I do now? I sack Pearson. I sack Fleming. I go and I speak to the manager of Reading and I speak to the manager of Plymouth and I try and persuade them to come and manage us. I think the Plymouth manager is a forward-thinking manager similar to Russell Martin, who's doing a very good job at Swansea. I think the Reading manager has done very, very well and plays very good football with very limited resources, especially over this season, despite what's been going on with financial fair play. And... It's not going to happen, by the way. He's not going to sack Pearson, but uh, that's what I would do.
0: Yeah, that makes yeah. I can't I can't really disagree. Why the Reading manager? I mean, they'd lost four in a row prior to uh, today. I don't know if they won today or not. But what?
1: Because like, I think why? he's a very talented manager who gets his teams playing with a real identity that we haven't had for five years. He's had a squad this season that has been absolutely battered by injury and he's got six, seven academy players playing and yes, they've been losing games by the odd goal here and there, but they've still been playing good football and they've still been in all those games and they've won today. I think he's going to be a very, very successful manager. Uh, unfortunately, Pier- uh, not Pearson, Lansdowne has his habit of always getting these managerial decisions wrong with the exception of Cottrell. Uh, Which was Keith and- Door's
0: decision to be fair. That was cool. Well, there you
1: awesome. go. Yeah. Uh, I, I, some Look, it, I, I find it a bit embarrassing to look at with Pearson. I know he's not well, and I completely agree with what Ian said, but I hope he gets well soon. But he sits in the stands. He, you know, sit in the stands, part of the game, fine. But you you got a squad with no confidence. You need to be on the side. You need to batter them. He misses the odd game because of COVID. Fine. He comes back. He's now missing games because he's unwell. I just find the whole, feels like it's all falling apart, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, no, I wasn't I conv- sorry, i just finish off. I wasn't convinced by the appointment at the time. I was very worried, and I said it on this radio program, that where we get in the Pearson derby, and in what happened in Belgium, and that seems to be the case. And unless things change very quickly, uh, we're in big trouble. But you know, the one thing that I've said time and time again, like Pearson said in the summer, we didn't need a striker. We don't need a striker. What we need is Danny Simpson. And I'm sorry, that sums it up for me.
0: No, no, Ian, um, good, good, good words said there by uh, Les. I mean, right, what would you do? So, this is, you know, you said, I'll say what well, I'll do, i.e., you. Tell us, what would you do now? Two weeks. Yeah? Because well, by the time got, the transfer got... window comes, it could be too late.
3: God, oh. We got, we got 10, ten days. All right? That's what we got left. Our next game's on the 16th, isn't it? Is it 16th? Uh, when we played 20th 20th, 20th, 20th
0: right
3: 20th, yeah. so we've got longer we've got 14 days yeah so it depends in know a, a, we're in a really in a similar position to Newcastle you could almost do with two managers they could do with the manager to keep them up this season and that's why I think they're going for Eddie Eddie Howe because you know all these two year plans and three year strategies are fantastic but if you get relegated year one that goes right up, right up the pictures. Um, I, I would uh, sack Pearson and Fleming, uh, and I would look at if if you want a safe pair of vans, someone that's going to keep you up, Warnock. Um, and if you want somebody longer term, that and you look at what he's done at Coventry with zero money, um, I go for or Mark Robert. Robbins. Mm. Yeah, that, that that's what I do. I, I think. Of the two, Robins uh, would be my preference, but he might be thinking, well, hang on a minute, if I get it right here, we're going to the Premier League and we're a lot more likely to go there than that mob we played on Saturday. Um, Okay, we'll be better when we get the injured players back, but we're dependent on players who, I mean, we're dependent on one bloke who has completed one 90 minutes in 18 months. And that's Joe Williams. So... Yeah, and if you look at it, we were saying weeks ago, well, if we had a midfield of Williams, Masengo and James, that's a decent midfield. I think I was the first one probably to say it. But when are we going to ever have it? Because Williams can't get fit. No. Um, And I'm worried about his injury record. I'm worried about Baker's injury record. Um, It's going to be very difficult, but we need somebody to get us playing to a style and, it, oh, okay, if Warnock comes in and he says, right, okay, I know what I'm doing in January. I'm going out and signing four giants. Uh, Dan, you keep oofing it just like you are now because um, that's how we'll be playing. You guys in midfield, oh, the only thing we have to do, we'll have to fit, fit you with a neck brace uh, on a Saturday because the ball's going to be flying over your head so much. It'll be like being at a tennis match. But I'm going to go out and sign a couple of, you know, I mean we need three players as a minimum and I've said that as a holding midfield player, a creative central midfield player, and a big striker. That's yeah. now. So I mean it's not gonna happen though. It could happen
0: not... Yeah.
3: It could it's... happen in January, Dave, because if we don't do it, it's gonna cost us at least eight million pounds a season. Yeah. If we go down to League One. And that's the way we're editing. It's no good oh well, we'll get this player back. Well, We've got in this day whilst we've had those players, yeah. And, and I keep well, hearing, oh, the medical side's brilliant, and it's this and that. Well, we had eight out today, eight, and the only and one the ones that, that are should, out there don't
0: look don't look a hundred percent fit anyway. They just look lethargic. Well, they, don't they should
3: be. They should be. The seven of those should be back after the uh, international break. And one idea that I had completely out of left field, but only because of his size and aerial ability. If we haven't got a big centre forward, particularly in the last 20 minutes, and we're chasing a game or whatever, why not six foot four Rob Cundey? If, he's if you're going <laughs> yeah. <if> <laughs> to boot the ball up in the air, we haven't got anybody else. Yeah. You know, we just haven't. Well no, we have he's we got Louis look... Britton. Louis Britton's
0: good enough for 20 minutes. Let's let Mark have a say. Mark Mark's well, he's not accorded,
3: he's not a, he's not according to Pearson. Pearson's uh, yeah, so well, he's under the bus. Uh, yeah, with well. Taylor Moran. Uh, and, and Casey Palmer.
0: Mark, um, what what would what would you do? Let's have you know, the guys have made sensible decisions. Decisions that it's all opinions and you know after people might agree with Ian, some might agree with, um, with Les. I don't think Lansdowne's going to get rid of Pearson, but I do think Pearson might walk. That's my view. But what do you think, Mark? What would you do? Because, you know, it's, it's festering now. It's not good.
2: The problem is if you bring somebody in, the senior players are either not fit or they're just not, you know, they're not good enough. I mean, we <laughs> have got someone like Casey Palmer, four and a half million, can't even get in the squad most weeks. It just and all we're relying on at the moment is kids to dig us out of a hole because that's all we got below below the top below the top layer. Our best players aren't aren't good enough to even you know even be you know the best the best players that we can put out there aren't good enough to even get a result against ten men. And we're relying on we're relying on kids. So if Ryan Lowe or somebody was to was to come in until until January, they're just going to be swimming against the tide. It's. it's, I mean, unless we can do the basics, which is pass the ball a few yards, make make tackles, drill ourselves defensively, trap 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 runners, we're going to have the same. It's going to be the same result every week. It's those little basic things that we can't do. I mean, we we defended quite well in the first half up to up to a point, but in the second half we just totally lost our discipline there's no discipline it needed somebody there to say look just keep the lines tight just keep playing the the ball wide make it hard pass to a man let's have some some overlaps let's tire them out because in in i mean from up to about the even the 75th to the 80th 80th minute he thought city you know we've gone to gone to two it looks like we we, looks like we're fitter than, than Coventry. They, you know, they look, they look because City we put a fine they, they got a but, second but yeah, win, they got but, and they they, they just up the ante in the last five minutes. I think minutes, they made a couple of substitutions
0: ragged. as well, who, to use Gary Johnson's phrase, affected the game. Uh, let's read a few notes that have come, people have put on here. Uh, if Pearson walks or his push, he has reorganised medical. He has in process of getting his coaches' staff in, partly, and is the only senior experienced football figure at the club. Absolutely true. So he'd be in the hands of Lansdowne Senior Junior and Richard Gould. Total football, um, nouse. Nice. no. Sort, to sort out the mess. Not a great... Great thought, is it? Increasingly concerned about Pearson, but Lansdowne has put himself in a corner. And I'm thinking we almost have to stick with Pearson and pray. I'll come on to that in a minute. Mark Carter, I don't disagree with him. I heard the interview with uh, Fleming. And Mark Carter says, congrats to Fleming on a post-match interview that was even more irrelevant, meandering and full of bullshit than what Pearson says. Uh, Menip City says, it's Warnock time. We're incredibly fortunate that he's suddenly available, but Steve wouldn't like him. Yeah, Steve didn't like Steve Cottrell either. Yeah, we all know that. Uh, Red Robin said he saw Steve uh, Cottrell in Cabot Circus chatting with Wade Elliott two weeks ago. Now, there's a player that he was unfairly eased out of the club, in my opinion, Wade Elliott, by the uh, Johnson, uh, uh, whoever he had. A, well, yeah, when Johnson came, Wade Elliott was out the door straight away. Is mendip City agree about Ryan Lowe? But with respect, why would he come here? Indeed, you can see Plymouth going up. They carry on like that. Redbread said, Les, Plymouth are fine. He ain't coming here. We'll have better options. Keeper's Ball said, then Mended, but if that's the case, it proves how stupid Steve Lansdowne is when it comes to football. Blah, blah, blah. Agree, Reed Keepers. Many experts, when Lowe was mentioned, said he wasn't good enough. Yeah, we're probably right. He was a division – well, he was a second-tier appointment for us. Who's choosing the new manager? Uh, Honestly, reckon Keith Millen would get more out of this bunch think anybody would actually to be fair just reading on through men city hopefully gould lands down having an honest conversations with pearson about his health and ability to commit what could happen with pearson of course is that he could be made director of football and step upstairs but as Richard Gardner said Isn't to me, uh, <laughs> just before we went out, Richard Gardner said to me just before we went on air, he said, is Pearson as a man too abrasive and to do, too caustic for today's pro football? We'll come back to that um, in a minute. If we get relegated, we'll start the season with a points deduction. Will we, Ian? Is that likely to happen? Are we in the shit with the uh, FFP if we did go down? No. Or what? We're not, no. so we're safe from that point of view. Who came Lots up with of, that? Yeah. Yeah, somebody said that's uh, Red bread said that, but uh, desperate stuff. What about behind the scene? Coach has gone. Who is running the ship? The ship is sinking. We have Stephen John. It's the bridge. recruitment.
2: Was- You've got to think about recruitment in the summer under Gil Hesby. Look,
3: I mean, I mean Pearson's yes, sorry, at
2: fault. Pearson's at well, fault. Dave him- Simpson and King, isn't they. So it's that's that's down to him. That's I mean, why waste why waste those wages? They could have got better players in hungrier players.
3: That, that's down <laughs> yeah, to him. Isn't a lot. Certainly a lot younger and a lot fitter. That's for sure. Well, they're
0: not playing. How much are those three costing us now? Right. And one can't last 20 minutes. One's out to the end of the end of the year, the calendar year, I believe. Yeah. And then the other one, we don't know when he's coming back, but, as you said to me, and maybe he's been carrying an injury, but Matty James hasn't brought... What was he going to bring? Was it leadership? Or I mean, he's got an army of people in the dressing room that are watching his back as Pearson. But look, the key thing is, like, how, how do we get to the transfer window? Because we're, we're 17 games gone, six to the halfway stage of the season. Right. And if we've got, if we can get to 25 points and then we're a couple of games away from the opening transfer window, because I think halfway stage is one or two games after the transfer window. Do we think that if we go into the season with 25 points, uh, with the benefit of a window, with the benefit of a window, yeah, and maybe a change of manager, yeah, do we think we can get another? I'll say 30 points in the second half of the season, which could keep us up less. Yeah, can we get, or are we going to be adrift by Christmas if we carry on as a way
1: um, we are? No well, no, I, no, no, I don't think we are going to get 30 points, but you got to remember there's Derby who have had points deducted, Reading look like they're going to have points deducted, and then you've got Barnsley and Hull who, despite Hull winning today, both of them are in big trouble. So we might be saved. The fact that somehow this season there are teams who are even worse than we are, at least mm-hmm. on points. I mean, Derby are a better team than us. You know, let's, let's be yeah. clear about that—that that they are a better team. Um, and the other question is: Are we even going to have money to spend in the in the in the January window? Do you know what I mean? Is the money going to be available? The money wasn't there in the summer, so why is it going to be available now? I mean, I don't know how financial yeah. fair play works. Do you know what I mean? I'm not an expert on that, so I don't know if it's because it's later in the year that means we can do something. But either way uh it's going to be a it's going to be a horrible end of this it's going to be a horrible season if it's horrible, going to turn, it's it, be yeah, a horrible it's going to be a horrible christmas and yeah, yeah. new year if,
0: for bristol city at the well, moment
1: well 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 look 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 if he, two things if people think this is going to turn around and when this is going to this is going to click it ain't going to happen because we're left far behind where we need to be we may scrape the odd win here and there we might nick the odd draw fortunately like we have done this season yeah that might happen and secondly I think, like you said earlier, you need to look at our next three games, right? We've got Blackburn who are in the playoffs. We've got Stoker in the playoffs. And we've got a Sheffield United side who are struggling, but a lot better than us. So, you never know. We could be in serious trouble. We could yeah. be. We could be. We ain't getting 30 points, you know. We but ain't going to get... At- we are going to go yeah, and run. We-
0: no, I mean, Ian. Do you think this side is capable of lifting itself? Because you know we've had, as you say, six defeats in eight. But the last, the last six games, which included the win against Barnsley, where we were winners, but anything but on style and chances and everything. Yeah, something. Mm-hmm. It is so bad, and it really is bad that you, as, as Les just said, you can't see us clicking out of it. There's no spark of joy on the horizon, is there
3: at all? No. And we, we will we stay up with this team? Possibly, because two sides have got points deductions. Mm. But that's the only light on the horizon. And I've been having a bit of a debate with Steve about if we sack Pearson, that money's going to come out of our spending for financial fair play. Only in a very limited way, because we managers don't get paid off when they get sacked. Now you just go on paying their wages until such time as you've they've either got another job or you finish the contract. So it wouldn't have a, a detriment that detrimental an effect in our spending in terms of financial fair play. Yeah. And we have got some headroom in the financial year because of the allowances that we've got. So EFL clubs are allowed to claim an allowance for not being able to sell a ticket. So if last year we couldn't sell, we could put forward an argument that said, we didn't sell 4 million pounds worth of tickets and 3 million pounds worth of commercial, that you get that allowance and you can add that on top of the 39 million that you're allowed to, to lose in three years. That's, that's where I'm coming from. Um, so what do I think? No, I, I, I don't think that's the only way we'll stay up. Now, Pearson's record, and there are still people defending him, and they're perfectly entitled to their opinion. Uh, Pearson's record since he walked through the door, including the Middlesbrough win, which he, he'd been here about 20 minutes, played 32, won eight, lost 17, four, 36, against 51, goal difference minus 15, points 31 and 96. So his win rate is 25%. His points rate is 32%. And his points per game are below one a game, 0.97. And Chris Hutton's were much, much, much better than that before he got sacked. So over a season, that would get you 44 points. You'd be relegated. Mm-hmm. Now, his is record this season, if you just take this season alone, gives you about a point a game. Yeah. Uh, so... I'm really sorry, but I can't see, you know, what is magically, particularly the games from now until January, uh, the 1st, what is magically going to happen for us to improve with those next three games? Mm -hmm. I, I I just genuinely can't see anything other than three defeats. And bearing in mind that Dave and myself and Mark, have seen a lot of relegation seasons. That's really as the feel of a relegation season about it. Yeah.
0: Does this feel, Mark? Does this feel worse than the uh, season under O'Driscoll? I looked at the points, and it was severely uh, after about eighteen games. It was severely uh, uh, adrift um, with O'Driscoll, or it was O'Driscoll. No, it was who, who? No, it was McInnes, wasn't it? That's right. McInnes, McInnes got, got McInnes sacked McInnes got fired in January, at the beginning of it? December. No, you got was it December, yeah they lost
2: they we lost 4 nil at home to 4-1 at home to uh, That's right I was, was January you know January, yeah. January 2013 yeah I and mean, when he, uh, Chris would get a hat trick funny enough and after he'd been alone with That's us right. the previous sit the previous season how and does, he, how, does went.
0: how does this feel then compared to other seasons when we've gone down? Because I'm just thinking of two. There was a 98-99 season, which was uh, half of Poulis and half of uh, Tony Forthrop. And then there was the O'Driscoll uh, season. I think in both of those, we were worse off than we are now. But, you know, what? what's your recollection and how do you feel about it? Because we've got better players. Well, it's, we have, it's yeah, we <laughs> got, we got... Years.
2: We got we got we got better players, but we haven't got we, but we haven't got battlers. And what we've done is we set our expectations low because of the financial situation after COVID, and we put a, 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 and we basically said we're prepared to put up with with all this shit uh, play as badly as possible. But we got Nigel Pearson to get to get us out of it.
1: And give us some it, identity.
2: Because we'll put, yeah, give us some identity, and we we, we accept that we're going to we're going to be you know we're we're going to be struggling we're going to be struggling this season. But you know, stay, stay, I think we expected to, to finish above above halfway, but I don't think we expected to have the the injuries uh, that are starting to replicate last season. We've got no battlers in the team at the moment, which you need when you're in relegation trouble, and we are. We we are we're in a relegation dogfight now, and if it hadn't yes. been for the points deduction, we've got we got a problem. But we basically we're now. saying yeah. what we're saying is let's give up this season. We don't care how badly we play because we set our expectations as as so low. We, we expect we've, we're just expecting the scraper, But we got Nigel for next season, and I don't think Lansdowne will get rid of him. The problem we got is we got we got we got no faith in our recruitment policy because we effed it up again in the summer, and the players we got on the pitch who were fit. Can't manage a game for Toffee because yeah. they can't do the basics at all. Yeah. So until January, I mean, even in January, and January transfer windows are, are, are notorious for, because I mean we haven't. I don't recall a single January good January. Before. I
0: don't recall a single good January no. transfer no. window. So
2: who's going to? Come? Nobody's going to come along and just say I want to join yeah. Bristol City. It's it's not. Yeah. Good. And this is going to be the worst time. Who's going to get us out of it? Who's going to get us out of this mess? Right yeah. now, like you said, yeah. two top six teams, plus Sheffield United away. It, it's a real worrying. Oh, God. what yeah. I do not know what don't we're worry. going to do. Don't worry. Pray, don't, worry.
0: don't worry. Les, um, Mandip City said on here, talking about Matt James, I know he didn't play today, but he says Matt James is a strange one. Pearson bigs him up, but doesn't play a way that suits him. D- now, I, 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 I'm looking at... Um, uh, Matt James, a bit like when Gary O'Neill came in, that there's an image of somebody that has played at a high level, he's going to make a difference. But how should Matt James fit into this Bristol City side? Should he bring some sort of leadership, or was he a uh, shirking Violet when he was playing for Leicester? Your thoughts, Les? <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, I think he's an average championship centre midfielder. I mean, this idea, you know, compared to Gary Neal, I'm telling you now, Gary Neal was twice, three times a player than Matty James was. I remember right. seeing Gary O'Neill's first game of the season for us. I think it was Wigan uh, at home when we came back from a goal down. He ran the game. He ran. He ran the show. And when he was yeah. fit, he was excellent. And then, unfortunately, he got injured. He never managed to get better. And, you know, and get back to how no, he, he was. Never did. Matty, he never did. No, no. But he started off. He was excellent. Matty James has never been excellent for us. He's just an average midfielder. He works hard. He's okay on the ball. He's good at all the attributes that you need, but he doesn't excel at any of them. Uh, how do we get the best out of him? You know the question. What we is getting <laughs> getting that Williams fit? <laughs> but if is that yeah, not happen, is. probably it's not. Williams. No, it is. It's it, getting, it, it is. It is. It's but. Getting he, Williams look, fit. Look, look, what will happen is Williams will leave at the end of the season when he's got one year left on his deal. He'll go to another club and he won't have no injury problems. You know, that's what always happens, doesn't it? Yeah. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, we've got uh, some very, very good names on paper. You've got Callas, right? A European Championship quarter finalist who played at the top teams in this league. you got Jay De Silva, who uh, started excellent for us and has gone down the pan yeah we've got Naki wells who gets 10 15 goals a season okay yeah. sometimes 15 maybe on stretching it a bit you've got good players here unfortunately they look completely rudderless they are shot of confidence they got no style of play you know one week it's four four two four three yeah. three three five two four, four three two four, four, one one, four, four, one, I, mean, one. Yeah. I mean i mean i mean yeah. how on earth can you expect the players to get any form of consistency yeah. When when it's when it's square yeah. pegs and round holes again. When yeah. it's picking out a tombola. Well not again. so
0: much square pegs and round holes, I think more of a tombola. Ian, um people talk about the spine and the side, right? And if you look at our side, Dan Bentley in goal, captain, as has just said, callous, you know, high quality uh, international defender. Um <clears throat> Chris Martin, you know, or Weiman, two men up front that you know, bring experience. It is that midfield that's lacking, isn't it, all the time? Because, you know, somebody said, Oh, look at Vyman and uh, Martin. They've scored uh, seven and five goals apiece. Mm, yeah, they have. But, you know, look at this. You blame the defence, but the spine of the side, it is missing that midfield player. And should we be expecting more from Callas, Ian, from a leadership perspective?
3: Well, Kalas isn't the leader. Uh, so, no. Um, and for the thrill seekers amongst us, uh, our record this season played 17, won five, drew four, lost eight, 19 points, minus eight goal difference, win rate at 29%, points rate 40%. We've actually got 1.11 over season, which will give you 51 and that you'd be possibly, you'd likely be safe on 51. A side did go down with 53, but it's unlikely. Mm. But we're now only seven points off the relegation places, so um, I, I think the midfield is a, is a massive problem, um, and that's why we need the, the three players that I've mentioned, and we do need all three. Uh, so that's that's what we need now. If we're going to get them in January, what we can do until then is try and be tight, try and organised try and be organised which is something that for example Warnock would do and just kick and gouge and bite Dogs of War style to get there I don't think we got the players to do it which is why I don't think we can Um, but but Pearson he's you know when managers start throwing players under the bus uh, and people criticise Warnock but I mean they got a point against West Brom and could have won today we didn't do that did we now you, you, you've you got, yes, the midfield isn't good enough, um, but neither is the attack and neither is the defence. But overall, I think the coaching uh, and the the setup, the tactics, like Les was saying to, you know, the, the, the formation comes out of a tombola. The players comes out of a tombola. Uh, it doesn't help having players injured. And if they come back and they're all back, Baker, Atkinson, James yeah, that, that'll make a difference. It'll make a positive yeah. difference. But with the confidence shot uh, and our team being all over the place, I think is another player with his strength in pace that could make a difference if he gets back. Yeah. Uh, but today, you know, people criticising Zach Viner. I'd have, I'd have played him in mid- midfield sometimes, but i got to be honest, it's, he's not good enough to play centre-back. Well, you don't um, play him on the left either, as you said, do you? And you don't play him on the, on the left but who else did we have? Moore's up at Hearts. Cundy's injured or, or in rehab. Yeah. Um, you've got Baker's injured. Atkinson's injured. Who else? Should, what do you do? Play George Tanner uh-huh. Well, that was I, a little you know, bit in George a,
0: Tanner, Can George Tanner play in a central defensive position?
3: He can't play right back at the moment, Dave. I thought he had a stinker. <laughs> Absolute stinker. Yeah, I, mean, I like think we're, out we're, of running, ten. Out of, we're two running out of ten giving him the
0: benefit of the doubt now. Um, Ian, is, you know, if, let's say, Villa lose another couple of games and then, uh, Dean Smith gets binned off, yeah, and we're sticking with mm-hmm. Pearson and then Craig Shakespeare, now, is Craig Shakespeare closer to Dean Smith that he'd wait until Dean Smith got another job? Or would Craig Shakespeare come and his presence in the backroom team get... Pearson out of jail because that is something that could happen between now and Christmas with the with the um, well people uh, the, the middle side
3: people talk about you know Pearson could he be a director of football absolutely not because he doesn't like dealing with agents no. um, and he's he, he, he's also don't like coaching so I'm starting to ask well what does he, like he want to do All does right he, he want to be the club psychologist yeah. Now, yeah. that that's that one out the way. Why would Craig Shakespeare come here? Because if Smith gets a sack, he might get an interim manager job at Villa. So I'm, I'm thinking not unless he gets the bullet. And the other thing you've got to think is the way that managers get paid off. I mean, this is why it's taken Chris Wilder so long to come back. Is it they don't get paid off in a lump sum anymore. They get paid off. It, uh, uh they get paid their wages until such For the duration of their contract, contract. or find another job. And top. Wilder was Wilder was on and I know it because the chairman said it when he's been interviewed on Sky Sports. 4 million. Wilder's on 4 million a year at Sheffield yeah. United. So he ain't going to come yeah. down here on on an eighth of that. It's not going to happen. So No. Well, uh, they we, weren't, have done we something were so he's done some talking about Wilder
0: specifically but uh, Mark what do you, I mean what do no, you Well
3: what a, do you... Shakespeare would be the same. Dean Smith would be the same. That's how clubs do it now. And Mm -hmm. I'd love to see Dean Smith down here as his manager. And if if he got the sack in Shakespeare, went, both of them, I can't see it happening because Mm -hmm. I can't see Lansdowne paying the money to hire him.
0: No. Well, that's the problem. But I mean, Lansdowne's going to lose more money than the costs of an FFP fine. If we go down, Um, Mark, you're, I mean, I've whittered on about Shakespeare a few times. You think that's wishful thinking, you know, could he be the missing piece in the jigsaw or really is, is Pearson, is poorly, but is he, Bereft of making a change now because it's what thirty games or twenty nine games he's had or something. Thirty two games. got eight wins. We've 32. been through it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But okay. you know, is Shakespeare his 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 last chance? Because if, as we've all said, if it carries on, he's going down. Yeah. So at what point, Could, do we Dave? Do... Sorry,
3: can I just can I just come in there while I think about it? How many more coaches does the bloke want? He's just sacked two. Right, and that as yeah. much as anything is a cost-cutting exercise. So you bring in Shakespeare, and it don't go right. Then what do you do? Because then you've got uh, three hundred to pay no. off.
0: I don't know. Uh, no, I don't know. So, um, i right. let me I'm, ask I'm Mark a different. That. Let me ask Mark a different question, Mark. Yeah. Um, my, my pal Richard Gardner said to me to, to ask what people think on this is, Steve, is Nigel Pearson as a, a man in today's modern football too abrasive for dealing with today's pro footballer and I think there was a little bit of that with Steve Bruce at Newcastle that they, I think the guy's a similar age and they're what you would call the dinosaur which makes people like Warnock and Allardyce really prehistoric but is Pearson too abrasive and too caustic and he's not helping himself now
2: I think you look at, at the other end is he is is he able to motivate players and at the moment quite clearly not and neither is is uh, is Curtis Fleming, able you know able to make you know to make the poorer players play you know play at 110 100, 120% and the and the good players play at 80, 90% every week because they're, they're just not doing it but like I said again it all comes back to the basic problems tackling tracking players passing the ball we just can't do that. And if you had a pre-season, you know, bringing, you know, bringing a a, a a Craig Shakespeare is he is he is he uh, Nigel Pearson's motivator? Would it make any difference whatsoever? If you you're in a relegation battle, really, you want somebody who's equipped for doing that. Mm. Uh, you know, equipped to, to turn a club around. So logic, but logic says you could bring in somebody like Warnett, but it ain't going to happen because Steve Lansdowne doesn't. doesn't I know, Steve.
0: It. Whichever, whatever. So we who's think.
2: available to 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 bring to bring to bring in to be able to you know to sort this shit out? Well, you know, nobody. Because, nobody. Uh, that's the problem. How can you motivate the, the players? You've got Chris Martin is about thirty three years old. Is playing every single week. Uh, that not well he doesn't
0: pick. He yeah, pick, exactly. But pick you've team.
2: got nothing. You've got nothing in midfield. You've got long players with long long-term injuries. You've got a back four who, who can't defend. Yeah. So under two, change those well, things. It makes absolutely zero difference who you bring in. Yeah. It's going to be yeah. the same result. What's going to yeah. change?
0: Right, uh, a quick quick one from Les, last one from everybody really because we're coming up to the uh, hour or thereabouts. Uh, Les Pearson, you know, too caustic for today's style of uh, player and he's sort of, I mean, just his attitude, he's always, I know he might have been poorly the last few weeks, but he's almost like this shrugging of the shoulders and rolling of the eyeballs Dave, when he's asked questions.
1: Dave, Go on. Dave, he's managing Bristol City. He's not managing a Premier League team. Yeah. You know what I mean? He is, you know, if you can't, the issue with Pearson isn't his way to demean or the way he speaks to people. The problem with Pearson is that he's being tactically found out by other teams in this league. okay? And he's being reactive rather than proactive. He's not coming up with a set system for our players to work on so they can gain confidence and gain understanding. He's reacting to the opponents every week and picking the team up to respond to them. He needs to get the players into one or two set formations that we focus on, like 95% of the other teams doing this league. And if he does that, the players will get consistency and then they'll perform better. I can't understand how someone so experienced doesn't understand that if you go three five two, four, four, two, four, three, three and change it every week, it ain't gonna end ain't gonna work. It doesn't work. Look at what Russell Martin's done at Swansea. He said, yeah. there'll be short-term pain, we'll get better in time. And that's exactly what's happened. A real set philosophy in the way they play. And, and they, 95- they've always 17- had that.
2: They've had that for years, Les, haven't they? They had the same philosophy, yeah, yeah. play football.
1: They, they, they have. And the key is, they haven't moved away from that. Pearson, to put it bluntly, he hasn't got a clue. He doesn't know what his best team is. He doesn't know what the best structure is. And unfortunately, when you look at the successes that he's had in his career as a manager, it has been as a manager in a, a, of a big fish in a small pond. Well, unfortunately, we are a very, very average fish in quite a big pond this season. And he's getting found out. And that was my worry when he came in. And that's what's happening. I wouldn't mind if we were losing games. Uh, I wouldn't mind if we played games badly. What I'm so pissed off about is that they don't seem to have any idea No, No. at all. No plan.
0: No plan. So, um, Les, I'll ask you this question because it's a straight yes, no answer. Um, Pearson still here by New Year's Eve. Yes or no?
1: Oh, he won't be gone. He'll still be here. There's no doubt about that. There's no way he's going.
0: (laughs) He's not going. No. All right, Mark. Pearson here by the turn of the year if the results continue like this.
2: Uh, yes, because uh, because uh, we we just got we haven't got a clue who else we could we could bring in and nobody want nobody want to come here. Who want to come to this this shit show? I wouldn't.
0: Yeah, Ian Pearson here by the end of the year. That rhymes. Wasn't meant to. But uh, what do you think if the no. results continue? You think
2: if
3: the results continue as they are? No, because Lansdowne will have to panic the fan pressure. You know, I mean, Barnsley was just turning toxic before yeah. we got the, those two quick goals. Um, Mark, Mark Small on line. Pearson will be gone Monday. I think the only way that he goes earlier is on the grounds of ill health. I and, think he that's deal, and he
0: does a deal where he says, I can't do this, right? I could carry on. No, but they he, had long, he had long
2: COVID deal. at Watford, didn't he? Which affected him. Because he well, all, all came need... back.
3: Yeah, cool. Yeah. No, all... Lads, all we need to do is, all we need to do is says it might be an elf. All this stuff about, because he says this and he says that, that's just bollocks. Sorry, stop doing it. It's just, it's like conspiracy theory, isn't it? I know. You know, uh, and, and I've said, I, judging by how poorly he's been, the poor bloke's had a bad dose of COVID twice. Twice. Yeah. And and there's yes, a guy yes. that, i said before, there's a guy that worked with my wife, 35 years old, Fit as a fiddle, no pre-existing conditions. he got it. He's had to pack up work. 18 months in, he can't walk yeah. up the stairs. Yeah. So yeah. it this ain't a, this ain't the flu. I guarantee. Okay. It gets on the alert. Andy, bugger, Andy
0: said on here, Andy Street yeah. Red has said on here, has he been well enough? Has he been a hundred percent? Has he been a hundred percent? since he joined and we don't know guys look it's a, it's a week off we might have a special uh, in conversation with uh, while we're away thanks for everybody who's been uh, listening uh, and participating um, as I said I don't think I don't think anything's going to happen because it, yeah we're here for a project um, I think the chairman should Jeff says he's trying to get him on Radio Bristol. I believe that when I hear it. Uh, I think the club should bring out their annual accounts as soon as, as, soon as possible so everybody realises just, just how bad the situation is. And I'm sure Dave Febbs or somebody will look at our accounts compared with other clubs of similar size to us. But look, everybody, have a great international break and uh, a great evening and uh, I bid you all farewell. All the best. Cheers.
2: Yes. Hey, God bless everyone. All All
0: yeah, take All care, best. everybody. Cheers Bye.
3: When he robbing his old sweet song. wake up, wake up, you sleepy. Get up, get up, get out of bed. Cheer up, cheer up. The sun is red live, love,
0: love and be happy. What if I've been blue now? I'm walking through fields of
3: flowers. Rain may glisten, but still I listen For hours and hours I'm just a kid again Doing what I did again Singing a song When the red red out, is out Bobbing along